Hey guys. Hi. 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 How you doing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I. Sorry. Right, no worries. No problem at all. No. I had all my actors and writers, and we we went over. I'm trying to write the next <laughs> movie. It got real kooky. Sorry. No, no problem. I couldn't tell I mean, Keanu. I love you guys, but I just couldn't tell Keanu to fuck off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we appreciate you you taking the time to speak to us today. I mean, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. How's so, it going? I mean, it's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what we've been doing over the last uh, couple of months is we've been going through all our favorite action films. Uh, John Wick being one of them. So, obviously, a few better people to speak to than there. Uh, the man behind the films, so sure, great sure. to talk to you about it today. Yeah, thanks. Happy to. Because it's, it, I guess we'll get straight into it with the questions then. So it's going having teamed up with Keanu in the Matrix as a stunt double, becoming uh, the kind of stunt coordinator for those films later through that. How do you feel that helped your chemistry making the John Wick trilogy? Um. Hmm. Uh. Well, I. I guess it's like any other interpersonal relationship. I, you know, having, you know, Keanu, if you look over at his career, he's done everything from very, very tiny independent artistic films to, you know, some of the biggest action films on the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I came from the same kind of home. I was just a little stunt guy, then a stunt choreographer, then an action director. So I think both of us kind of came up the ladder. So we saw the business from the inside and the outside kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that yeah. Um, I, I think I, I met Keanu at a very interesting time. I was a, a fairly good novice at the time. I, I mean, I had been doing stunts for probably six years, I think, and had already worked on the crowd, worked on some big TV things and some done some fairly decent movies as a stunt performer. So hooking up with directors that were just within my age, the, the Wachowskis were just slightly older than I was at the time, three or four years older. Keanu was just a little bit, we were, we're all in the same you know, uh, age bracket. And I think um, Keanu obviously had already done speed and, and point break and all that stuff. So he was at a, a pretty big spot in his career. I was coming up just enough to shut up and learn a yeah. lot. And then I kind of clicked actually with the Wachowskis, you know, they, I had been injured on the first matrix and they kind of taken me under the wing and helped walk me through the post process. At the time I had done a few little second unit action directing jobs, very, very small pieces. Um, and in the six months that I was kind of incapacitated, they brought me into the post world and learned so much more about, you know, it was before we had iPhones, it was before we had Adobe Premiere or Final Cut Pro or all this offline digital editing systems. So I was learning on the app and I actually got a taste of real editing with them in post production. So yeah. seeing that kind of helped me into the direct. So on Matrix 2 and 3, I was actually one of the stunt coordinators and an action director and all this. So it was like, film school times 10. So I got to go through film school at the same time I was doubling Keanu. So it wasn't just me hanging out with Keanu Reeves. It was me growing as a filmmaker as Keanu was growing as a performer and an action star and thing. And the whole time not knowing that like, he wanted to do a little directing and producing as well. So we were all kind of in the right place as we were all going through a growth period. I think that kind of bonded us all becoming filmmakers under genius filmmakers of the Wachowskis. So afterwards, you know, a couple of years later, Keanu goes on to direct his own movie after Man of Tai Chi that we all got to work together and we went over to John Wick. So yeah. we just got together at the right, I'm sure like all you guys, you have similar interests 
Yeah. And it's never just like the mentor student. It's you're all coming together and you all kind of go out and you come back and you go out. We just hit at a good time where everybody was really interested in progressing, I think. Yeah. That's just nice. to what ask. Um, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, go. I was going to say just before John Wick, because that's a, that's a real, well, I don't mean to be rude, but it sounds a bit of an odd turnabout to go stuntman, coordinator, director. Was getting behind the camera always the ultimate goal? Or was it a case of you found that you found out once you're in the post room, I know you said you did a, a couple of second unit stuff, but when you sort of got the chance, did you think this is where I now want to go? Well, you know, you always like, uh, <clears throat> you're 18, right? And you, you go to film school and you're like, yeah, I want to be a director. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's that. And then there's, you know, being on a set when you're 18 or 21 going, Jesus, the director looks like a really crazy. I could never be able to do the director. Like sometimes your ego either propels you forward or holds you back. Yeah, Mine was like, I'm just a stunt guy. I just, I'm going to shut my mouth up. I'm making a good living. This is a great job. I just want to do my Kung Fu on the side. I want to shut up and make a good living. But then you start, there's something in you that makes it. And I've always loved movies. You know, sitting on Sundays when my dad watched the Steve McQueen was like the shit. Yeah. You know, Kung Fu theaters on Saturdays or watching Godzilla on Saturday. I'm like, you guys know the deal, right? And then to go through it and then to be exposed to it. And through this serendipitous type of career, where next thing you know, one minute you're doing low-budget Bloodsport 3 movies, next minute you're on the set of The Matrix. And again, it hadn't come out yet, but you're looking around going, wow, this is, this is fucking, it's Yung Wu Ping over there. It's Kenry <laughs> Like, you're in it. And then the possibilities, you go like, oh, fuck. Like, wow, there, there's nothing impossible in life. Like, it's the Hollywood, you can be anything. Craft service guy, one minute, next minute you're directing fucking Avengers movie. You don't know, yeah. Yeah. right? So it opens that world of possibilities. And the more you get into it, then it becomes more like, well, this is serious. And you start taking it like, okay, now you're going to night school at AFI. You're, you're taking cinematography course. You're, you're actually learning how to write. You're actually actively involved because you know, it's a possibility. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. I got exposed to it and went, I love this. This is something I can't stop thinking about. So what's the best way to approach this professionally? Well, you can sit around and hope and kiss ass and try to do things, or you can just go fucking roll up your sleeves. Okay. How do I do this? And if you, know the right people if you have enough balls if you have the confidence to ask the questions and know that you're stupid so i literally went to wachowskis and went to all the great directors that i've been working for going hey, i want to direct some laugh at you some go oh you do okay well this is what it's going to take and you shut up you listen and you go through it and then you learn your own path and you go so it's a little of both like it's something i always had i just didn't know it was possible once you find it's possible you're like fuck i can climb this mountain and then you yeah. go for it you know? I think because we've spoken a lot there about the Matrix, it's kind of there's so many little nods to the Matrix within the John Wick film. So Neo being the game is named the safe house in the first movie. It's the line in the second. So I guess you have a choice between Lawrence Fishburne and um, Keanu in John Wick Two. How much influence did being on the Matrix altogether have on the direction of the John Wick trilogy? Oh, fucking 110 percent, probably. <laughs> And I, I'm shamelessly ripping off the Wachowskis. How's that for an answer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you fight so hard. You don't like, again, this is before all the big Netflix, like, you know, we did Wick, you know, seven, eight years ago when we came up with it and did all that stuff. And, you know, that's just like, you know, me and my partner, Dave, at the time, we're both trying to direct independently. Like we were ready to do Bloodsport 19. We were ready to do, you know, Navy SEAL, random goofy 12, you know, mm -hmm. cops kill everybody 15. Like just, we just want to direct. Yeah. yeah. And then again, the right things fall into your lap. Like we got this really crazy script, no money. And then out of the blue, we find out, oh, Keanu's attached. And Keanu calls me about it. 
going, hey, I'm attached. Oh, I read that script. It's fucking gone awful. And they're like, yeah, it is gone awful. And you're like, yeah, hey, but I'm attached. We're going to rewrite. Oh, well, this is kind of cool. And then, well, this is just another assassin. Movie. What if we made it about Greek mythology and a samurai code of ethics? And we'll do it like this and we'll flip it and make you guys the really bad guy. And instead of killing three people, like it was in the original script, we're going to kill 80. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we do that movie. We, Dave and I and Ken, we all finished John Wick 1. And we got it done for literally no money. It's an independent film. No studio would buy it. He killed too many people. It was too wacky, too weird, too bloody. Like the conceit. I mean, imagine if I came to you guys and you wanting to market something, you got to drop another five minutes and go, hey guys, it's a movie about Keanu Reeves. I know you haven't seen him in a while or, or done anything big in a while, but like uh, bad guys kill his puppy and then he kills 86 people with headshots. out of six passed on us. It was like, so we go to show it at like, you know, like in um down in austin you know at a, just a festival and we're like all right well so far our test screenings have gone horrible so we're already looking for second unit jobs we're like yeah well we gave it a shot guys good try okay <laughs> it goes and you're like oh fuck they want a second one well we only wrote it to be one like john wick's supposed to fucking die at the end like i don't know what the fuck to do with it so <laughs> you can we all get together and we go hey, how about we have this market we'll have a coin and we just started going fucking kooky Okay, now another one. And we think, okay, that's enough. We got away with two. Thank you, fans. We're good. Three. And then three goes the biggest out of all. Now we've got a whole world in our franchise. My point is, Wick was never supposed to be more than one. Mm -hmm. So, of course, on the first Wick, we were just trying to get it done. And if you can't tell that I was heavily, or that Dave and I were both, and if you go watch Deadpool 2 or Hobbs and Shaw, like, if you can't tell that 90% of our DNA is Wachowski, then I, I, we missed. Of course it is. Yeah. Like, look, yeah. look at the last John Wick. I mean, I frame it. I do that. Like we even say lines from the Matrix. Like it's John Wick was meant to be Dave Keanu and mine's Ode to Steve McQueen movies. Lee Marvin, McQueen, 70s films. That's what it was. John Wick 2 was everything about every action movie we've ever loved from silent film on. John Wick 3 was a straight on fucking homage to literally everything I love. Classical music, ballet, horses, dogs. You know, there's no one in major and uh, sorry in John Wick three that I don't love that I wasn't a fan of Halle Berry. You know, Ian McShane. That's a, these are all people I've I love. There isn't a frame in there that isn't ripped off from like Leone, Bertolucci, Tarkovsky, Wachowski. <laughs> I don't say all the skis, right? Or like, <laughs> you know, and there's characters that are like they were literally. It wasn't me trying to be, you know, like one of these great directors that get to write their own thing. I was trying to sit like Nolan with time and space related and trying to get you the honest question. Wick was always supposed to, supposed to be a love letter to things we love. Yeah. You know, like what, like, you know, first thing we said, we didn't even have a plot for John Wick 3. Like, Keanu, you're not a fucking horse because we love Westerns and you look bitching on a horse. <laughs> that was literally that scene written around. And we're like, okay, well, fuck the horse. We'll have dogs. Well, fuck the dogs. We'll have this. What? <laughs> you know? And we just would write an action movie. Then we go, we've seen all this before, flip it on its head, and that's John Wick. So they're like love letters in a weird way to everybody that loves action movies. Amazing. So now, cut to later, we're doing these things. It's not trying to be me as a filmmaker personally and trying to say the things I love, like I love tragedies. I love making people cry. I love, you know, weird stuff, yeah. you know, but John Wick's are me as a filmmaker saying thank you to all the filmmakers I love. Mm. Does that make sense? Exactly. So, because I'm so into the John Wick world, I'm being that particular director. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I love working with you. I love the John Wick world. Are you kidding? I have a studio that lets me do whatever I want. I have enough money to do whatever I want. I can find <laughs> Samurai, Kung Fu, Western, wacky shit all day long. And everyone goes, cool. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, there's a side of me that, yeah, I want to go on and do 20 other projects as well. But like, you know, John Wick has given me everything. It's given me these great offices. We have a great company. We have good people. I have a great crew that I love to death. It's allowed me to experience filmmaking at its best. I get to learn about composing, orchestration, post, VFX, all this stuff through the John Wick world. So I definitely want to tie this up. Keanu and I, like in the riff sessions you just missed, like there's a lot of stress with money, time and budget, but at the same time, we are laughing the whole time going, yeah, let's just blow this up. And you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's another side of it. Yes, once we finish this project, there's many other things to do. Yeah. And like, will that be as much? Yes, there's probably gonna be, I I'll never get the, the matrix out of me for sure. Mm -hmm. I spent the biggest part of my learning curve is 10 years between three matrices. But yeah, are there other things you want to experiment? Absolutely, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure if you you looked on IMDb, there's plenty on there with the trivia that would be news to you. So they say on there that the script originally John Wick was going to be in his mid 60s, and they're talking about De Niro and Pacino, and they were linked to John Wick. How much of that is true, and how much of that is just fabrication? I don't know about, I don't know about the casting options, but the original script was called Scorn. It was John Wick was, it was, it was a very, uh, uh, very personal, small story. It was an older Cold War veteran who had retired, lives in a brownstone in New Jersey. Very, very grounded, very, very realistic. It was this old man, literally late 60s, lived with his old German shepherd. His wife had died a few years ago. He was a widower, a retiree. Um, lived in a shitty little brownstone. And then one day, a bunch of thugs break in. Uh, his dog dies and they rob him and beat him up. And then he goes down into the basement. He takes out a brick from the furnace. There's an old revolver, a gold coin and all that. It's very realistic from Cold War. Era. And then uh, before Dave or I were involved, Keanu had gotten involved and they had aged down John Wick to be, you know, okay. mid for yeah. And, yeah. Like that. and then it became the, the thing that it is after uh, yeah. Dave and I got attached. That's, that's as, far, as, as far as I know, that's... Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. I mean, with regards to the scaling down, I mean, the aging down of Keanu opens up. Once you have that, I don't know how much of a personal film you want to make because you've got, no offence to anyone who's in their 60s, but some of the stuff John Wick's sliding around corners doing, I don't, I don't know if there's a 65-year-old that I know <laughs> who's really going to be that keen for it. My, you know... Maybe someday, you know, if Anthony Hopkins wants to do an action role, I, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I would definitely let him if he asked. Um, <laughs> let's be honest, you wouldn't wouldn't be saying no. But no, I think scaling it down and then opening up allows you to open it up straight off the bat. And I mean, from your from your side with your as you say, how 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 well are you going to combine kung fu, karate, westerns with with an older guy? But if you've got Keanu, somebody who's fit and look looks like they could be in fighting shape. I mean, at least at least you get the you've got the opportunity to do, well, as you said, whatever whatever you like. Exactly. So uh, again, then that's how you know the company that we all own, the eighty seven eleven action company or whatever. We're very big with choreographers. Like you know, most of our guys were skilled in some high level of martial arts and stunts. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, dance choreography or the methodology. Part of that is knowing your performer. So obviously I would, you know, if I took each of the three of you guys, we'd find out right-handed, left-handed, what you're good at, who's flexible, who's not, who has memory, who has not. And we develop the system around you instead of just what most young people do is they'll choreograph some great moves that some people do. And they'll mm -hmm. try and shove the actors into the bag. And if they yeah. can't do it, it's a double. If they can do it, great. It's a tight shot or they'll switch the camera around. We're very like, I, you know, Keanu's very flexible in some ways. Keanu also has a, you know, 
has a bad shoulder on one side. So we favor everything on the other side. And like, we really mold it to him. So you're only seeing the best, yeah. you know, we're seeing what he does really well. And also the way I like to shoot, you know, like Bob Fosse or something like that, you know, if we're in all that jazz, I want the camera to converge and you see the whole routine. I don't mm -hmm. care if there's a little imperfection or the fist isn't perfect, but I want it to be enjoyable. And you know that Keanu Reeves is doing this. That's yeah. part of the gag, that's part of the love letter. You know, I'm not trying to be subversive enough to make you think that's not Keanu Reeves, that's Sean. No, it's Keanu Reeves as John Wick doing some cool shit. So get yeah. on board. Because that, that's the thing. So it's like reported that Keanu Reeves, there's between like 90, 95% of all the stunts throughout the trilogy. Have you ever had to talk him down from doing a stunt that you really wanted to do in fear that he, your main protagonist is going to get injured and you can't do the film? Yeah. No, I mean, that's a common question with really any. You look at any behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And there's always somebody asking a stunt, did you ever have to talk Tom Cruise down or whatever? <laughs> you know, oh yeah, my God, we had to hold them back. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's if you guys don't ever talk to each other. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if I tell you, hey, don't worry guys, hey, just come to set. Don't worry about it. And you get to yeah. set and like, you want me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that on set or behind the scenes, I'm like, what, you fucking guys didn't tell the guy till a day? Like what? Like. <laughs> all retarded like you know I mean? like <laughs> we designing it for Keanu. like i know it's Keanu reeves yeah like yeah. so right now we're we're months out from shooting but i i know he's going to drive a car so next week he's on the track you know he's mm -hmm. on a motorcycle like we're it's only that holding back thing when it's situated like Keanu knows he's sliding a car in this movie he knows yeah. he's doing yeah. aikido he knows he's doing jujitsu he knows he's doing all these big gags he knows he's going to these particular things we're already working that in. So we're gonna keep training them to get there. And the saturation point is, okay, after talent, like Keanu Reeves owns his own motorcycle company. I don't know if you guys ever seen him on a GP track, the guy can ride. Yeah. Better than most on people, yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, better than anybody average. Like he is excellent on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. So Keanu Reeves riding on a motorcycle is not considered a stunt. No. Keanu had never gotten on a motorcycle before, and I got to put him on a motorcycle. Yeah, that's a little sketch now. And like, he's not coming around a corner. Keanu, right now in full leathers, could come around a corner on Fifth Avenue with his knee drag and a wheeling thing out. Okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. So the truth <laughs> is when you design action, whether it's martial arts or anything, there's that saturation. Okay, actor, 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 talent, 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 talent. The more talent he has, the less dangerous it is. Yeah. You get that. So yeah. we find that spot where it is. And if this is the point where it becomes too much, we have to go, well, do we want to back it down or do we want to keep going up and use a double or what's another way to shoot it? We just try to find the best way to enhance the great guy. Tom Cruise, excellent fucking athlete. That's why that's Tom running. But yeah. Yeah. you gotta remember, Tom's gonna stay in shape to run like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You never see him cut out to the double because Tom didn't want to run. You know, you just, it's every filmmaker's choice where that point is. If you want to do the work and design around what you have to show off your actor, then yeah, you can use that guy all, you can be 100%. Yeah. We just wanna go that extra distance because I like pain and I think it's funny to throw guys downstairs and hit them with cars, but <laughs> I'm not, no matter how cool Keanu is like, you know, I have that talk with him like, no nah, dude, you know, and Keanu in the bravest and most athletic of ways and intelligent, he knows that no matter how cool or how good or how tough, you're not getting him in a car. Yeah. You know, like, so there's really no, you got we'll just look at stuff and go, do you feel good? Yes. Do you feel bad? No. And there's other times and Keanu's such a pro we'll go like, this is obviously, you know, we're not hitting you with a bus. And he's yeah. like, no, fair enough. Hey, but I, can I, can I do the roll afterwards? Like, I don't know. Can you, and we put down the pads and we go, oh, yes. <laughs> so he knows to create the character of John Wick, whatever that balance is, 
to be the most exciting and the most believable way for the cast or the crew, or most importantly, the audience, he's going to take it to that level. And if he's not there yet, he'll put in the time to get there. Yeah. So we have those conversations beforehand to see how far we can push each other. And that's usually yeah. the point of, of point of extraction where we have to do things a little differently, if that makes sense to you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So like coming from that, when you rewatch all the John Wick movies, do you ever look at a stunt and think, wow, we did that? Like, how did we make that happen? Is there any stunts that stand out to you? Um, like it's more like sequences. You're like, oh, I thought, you know, going in and I thought that was going to be really shitty. And then you watch mm -hmm. it, yeah, so bad, we did okay. Like, you know, we're doing a dog season with Halle Berry in Morocco, in a town, like we just flew the dogs 10,000 miles. You know, they're dogs, they're not people. The dogs don't know it's a movie. Yeah. There's no such thing as a movie dog. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah. a dog to work with. Like the dog doesn't know. The dog, when he's attacking somebody, he's like, yeah, okay, you know, if you're gonna give me a bone, I'm gonna go get this guy. So like to pull something like that off and not hurt anybody and to make it fun and exciting and the audience buy into it and go, ah, it's Halle Berry killing 20 guys with dogs, that's cool. Like that's a great achievement for me when we look back. Like nothing's better than when you're sitting in the audience, at least what I've experienced. And, you know, you know, English, like you get guys totally react to things different than the Germans or the Swiss or the Japanese. So, you know, I remember on the last movie, I'm sitting in London and we're doing our first little premiere screening. And, you know, John Wick 2 had been very, very quiet when I was over in London. Like no one is kind of like a ha ha ha. And at the end, everybody applauded. So I'm like, oh, that was weird. This time I went over and when we were showing John Wick 3, like people were laughing at the knife fight. They were cheering. I was like, okay, cool, I'm okay. Like, that's how you know you got it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've got Brits doing that. You know that you've done it. <laughs> yeah, and like there's always that insecurity of like, okay, I think it's funny. Are you guys gonna think it's funny? So when you get that response back, yeah, I look at it and just kind of give one of these like, oh wow, I don't suck as bad as I thought I did. Yeah, <laughs> It's kind of like as well, we, we see Keanu as John Wick cycling through different types of shots with his gun. So he cycles through completely different ones if he's close quarters, if he's shooting from long range. Because for me, personally, I know for a lot of action movie fans, it's there's nothing worse than seeing the bad guy shooting from the hip type shooting. You want to see them acting like special forces. Knowing that Keanu's skill set obviously grown with him from Matrix and throughout these movies as well, is that something that you really concentrate on doing, which is making it completely realistic in that side of things? I think, well, as realistic as these movies can be, yeah. um, <laughs> I think the funniest thing about when I was a choreographer, the thing I learned the most was you can be as nutty as you can with action, or you can be as nutty as you can with character. You just can't do both. Yeah. Nutty, crazy, crazy character with crazy, crazy action usually equals to cheese, you know, a cheesy factor of non-believability. If you put a very grounded human in a wacky situation, that's fun. If you put a crazy human in a very, you know, grounded situation, it's fun. You know, it's like the alien comes to Earth, you buy the laser gun, right? Yeah. You put a human on a crazy planet you buy that one yeah. you know you put superman on earth or you put earth on superman like you, you can have them but put superman on a world with other superman now it's getting a little okay mm -hmm. that's all so in answer to that i find the best way to choreograph is people run out of bullets that's a fact like you know why hollywood never does that and why hollywood doesn't do the kind of choreography we do because at the time we didn't have the digital flashes so a, even a blank could kill you from 15 feet that's why you got to cut 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 because we couldn't put you could do a point blank shot in the old days because they didn't have visual effects. Now we have visual effects and all these kind of prop weapons that we can be, they're super safe and no one's going to get hurt. So we can do all the John Wick shit. Mm -hmm. um, also, 
you know, reloading takes more skill than holding a gun and shooting, being able to take a mag, put it in, like that takes dexterity and takes training. And no one wanted to do all the training. Can't understand. And also it kind of makes you look a little goofy, right? You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you like that. Like when you see Keanu Reeves trip and fall down or kind of mess up, he's really kind of messing up. Right. But we like imperfection. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones, or we call it the diehard syndrome. Bruce, I mean, think about the balls it took for Bruce Willis, this TV guy going into feature for the first time, first big movie. I'm going to do it all barefoot in a tank top, covered in grease, blood, and I'm going to look my shit. Sh as much as you thought I was cute moonlighting, I'm going to look as shitty as I've ever looked on my feature debut. And I'm going to do it all barefoot. I'm going to be the most uncool, cool dude ever. <laughs> and what did you do? You fucking, that's nearly a perfect action movie. You fucking love the guy, yeah. right? You love them. Indiana Jones, the more he got beat up, the more he was shitty, the less he fought, and the more he just shot the guy with the whip, the more you loved him. Yeah. So we take that same thing, like the whole subversive nature of what we try to do is like, the best example that I finally got to do is that knife fight in John Wick 3. Like how many times, and you guys all know, and I'll talk to you like boys. <laughs> How many times have you taken your mom's fucking cutlery and you gone out and thrown it against a tree? Yeah. yeah. More than you want to fucking admit, right? And how yeah. many times did the knife stick to the tree? One out no of five. <laughs> how many times did it bounce back and almost get you in the fucking head? Yeah. Didn't, do, didn't do sharp cutlery in my house, mate, so couldn't, not very often. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, like, in every action movie, even though with no backstory about this guy picking up a knife, how many times, other than John Wick 3, how many times have you seen someone pick up a knife, throw it, and miss? All right, you guys know that just having a guy in the chest with a, they, they don't die instantaneously, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a human thing, okay? Yeah. So, and but every movie you throw a knife, ah, and the guy just drops dead, lights off yeah. like that. Never, yeah. that never fucking happens ever. So we thought it'd be fun if we, you know, you ever have a snowball fight with your little brother or sister? You yeah. take like yeah. chuck, chuck, chuck. <laughs> All right, well, we're like, well, we want a snowball fight where the knives don't stick, and that's how we choreograph that fight because it's and Ken was like, yeah. Cause like only half the knives he throws sticks. And then when he actually gets one in, he's only three feet away. So just get closer, closer. <laughs> That's how it would really go. So that little taste of reality makes a surreal situation. You're like, I've never seen a knife like this before. Yeah, but that's yeah. a lot more like how it'd go than in every Bond movie. Yeah. So like yeah. that's how we blend in reality. I think it's that relatability factor, isn't it? That all the films have weirdly is this completely mental universe where people can relate to it. And that's, what makes it so special. And it's, it's like little scenes like that, like you just said. Yeah, most realistic, unrealistic movie out there. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. And I guess with all those stunts as well, and I've read that you've kept the same kind of stuntmen and altered their appearance throughout the films. Is it, I guess, is that because it's easier to work with like a close-knit group or is that just because you wanted yeah, like, to cool? look, Stunts are like anything else. Like right now, you guys can say you're a stunt guy. Yeah. <laughs> stopping you there's no certification there's no school yeah. okay <laughs> good one all right and just like any other profession like there's a lot of doctors and some are shit and some are <laughs> really, really 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 good and some are specialty guys like you know do you want your orthopedic surgeon working on your heart yeah no yeah. but they're both doctors and they're both really good okay stuntmen are just like that there's some really really shitty ones and there's some great ones that are fantastic at car or motorcycle but can't throw a punch Mm -hmm. And remember, martial arts is not, you, you can be a world champion MA guy and be horrible at movie choreography. Not necessarily, but yeah. like, we True. dance, they fight. Fighting is nothing like choreography, actual fight, nothing like it. Don't let anybody kid you. We mm -hmm. study more like dancers and train like dancers with memory and not hurting people and 
action and action, not action, reaction and timing. Like there's crossovers for sure, but it, they're very different. Just, it's like, you know, it might as well be baseball, football. Like they're, they're yeah. similar traits, but very different. So, you know, when you get a team that works together, like why do we do great takes? Why does John Wick look so clean? Why does Keanu look so good? Why do we do longer takes? Well, okay. Have you guys ever gone to a live performance of ballet or jazz or like a real musical? Hamilton or yeah. like, okay, well, you sit in the audience and for an hour and a half, these guys, how many times, and I've gone to hundreds. In my whole life, I've only seen two actual oopses on stage in a live performance with yeah. even high school musicals, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you're telling me these group of people that make 10 times less than an average song, but remember an hour and a half worth of dance moves? That's yeah. impressive, right? That's exactly, yeah. Right, but that's that's a memory thing. Most stunt guys can't remember five moves. So like when you have fight teams train like how we need them, we train Keanu in, or any of our cast members in memory. We train mm-hmm. them in the dance, we call it. So they can not hurt the people, but look like they're hurting people. Like it's a lot of trust. You gotta stick your face out there and let them kick you in the face. Like how do you gotta, so you can't just train to hurt and kill things. You gotta train how to miss and look like you're killing things mm-hmm. at full speed, at people. So that little dance troupe, like the people, if you were going to the New York City Ballet, the same people that the lead ballerina is dancing with are the same people she rehearses with. It'd be pretty fucking silly to rehearse for three months with these guys and then go shoot with these guys. Yeah. That is how 99% of all movies are made. You train with your group of little stunt guys right here, but because mm-hmm. you can't see their face all the time, you go to Bracaslava and you're all Bracaslava stunt guys that have never met you before. They're expected to learn to fight in two days. Mm-hmm. That's why you have so many shitty fights with so many edits with so many shaking cams. We all know the problems. It just comes down to time and money. We don't, we can't afford, unless you're a John Wick or a Matrix or an Avengers, you can't bring 30 of your best stunt guys over to. There we go. Awesome. I don't know when I cut out. But the point is, is like, look, the process is more important than the moves. It's more important than the angles. It's more important than like that. Um, if you get a group of stunt guys and you know that, you have to train for the whole thing. It's, mm-hmm. It's not about coming up with cool moves or cool shots. It's about everything. It's the meance on scent of action. You have to train as if it, like we always joke, there's two mentalities. There's preparing for war and then there's preparing to prepare for war. Yeah. Most prepare, they like the training, they like the concept of it, but you have to actualize, you have to actualize the strategy of it. Meaning I already know these problems. I accept that I'm not gonna have 30 or 40 of the best guys, I'm gonna have 10. So how do I move stretches? How do I change looks? Also, if I have three months on location, like I'm gonna go to Berlin soon. So I know already the good guys over there, but I also know I'm gonna need more than my guys and their best guys. So you can't sit and bitch about it. So I know I've got a small team that when I get there, half the day is working on this, the other half of the day is training all their guys to get up to our language. So we're all speaking the same language. Yeah. You have to know this and be proactive. It's. I shit you not, it is that simple to do good action. It's knowing the problems of filmmaking, time versus money versus access to assets, understanding yeah. it, coming up with solutions to those problems, not just going, oh, well, I guess it's going to be the same thing. That's why it sucks because we didn't have our right guys. Like, <laughs> if I hear that, who's all interested in, in, in the people that say that? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's going back to that as well. It's going to be, we know that Keanu Reeves learned that nightclub scene from John Wick um, one. He learned in a day and then shot it later that day. Is, it, is, that, is that what happened? And when well, you yeah. know someone that well, especially with a close-knit group of other stuntmen as well, does that 
aid it where you know that well, we can do this and we can get this done by today because you know them inside out and know their capabilities that well. Right. It's the same thing. Like, look, uh, if I'm just concerned about that, say I got to teach you a fight scene. I got to teach you a fight scene. It's got 10 moves in it. Great. Yeah. I show you on the day, but you've never done martial arts before in your life. Yeah. It's going to be the hardest 10 moves of your life, right? Like you get all screwed up. But if I, if I trained you for seven weeks to do all those moves in 20 different versions of it, does it matter the order I put them in? Like you can speak English, right? Yeah. yeah. I get, if you ask me that same question, I bet you could ask it in three or four different ways without, yeah. it, right? Okay. Yeah. It's the same choreography. If I teach you all the fundamentals and how to conjugate motion, basically, how to spin left, how to spin right, how to go up and down and how to block, block, block. And the big essential is how not to hurt while looking like I hurt. Great, doesn't matter if I put left hand first or right hand first. That's what we do. We spend all our time training the cast to be very fluid and to be very professional, still learning it as opposed to, okay, I have three days to teach you a fight. So I only teach you those 10 moves. Yeah. As long as you do those 10 moves in this order, you're gonna look okay. The problem is that never works on set because the lighting changes. This moves. We've got to move this. The, the other actor is not moving that way. Now, suddenly your wardrobe doesn't fit. We've got to shoot this because the sun's coming up over here. Then you're screwed. Yeah. We know those problems are going to happen. So we train Keanu more like a dancer that can do everything. And we teach him a routine, but we know it's going to change. He's trained to change. So when I do show him the actual fight on the day, it's because we've collaborated and changed it. And he's like, yeah, give me a two. Okay, we're ready to go. Yeah. But that's only because he can speak the language. Awesome. Yeah. And I think like, one of my final questions is through the trilogy, we see loads of kind of video game references, Payday 2 posters um, in John Wick 2 in the fight in Rome with Cassian, it features one of the Counter-Strike map steps. Mm -hmm. Was that like, in, like a direct influence on the John Wick trilogy? Did you want it to be that kind of one man army type shoot em up? Um, is that what you were kind of going for or is that something um, you just stumbled into? I appreciate a lot. I'm not a big video game player. Mm -hmm. I'm like the guy that's always sitting over your shoulder kind of watching it. Ah, that was pretty cool. You know, I, I just, I'm not, I enjoy, I, I think video games, what they do in their, their gameplay and what they do in their cinematic trailers and the cinematic part of the games are genius. And I think they're so creative and I, get, I draw a lot of inspiration from that. And hopefully I inspire inspiration back to some of those guys yeah. with some of the gun work and, and, and martial arts shit we do. Um, that was never really an intention. I mean, when the first jump came out, I said, oh, it's a first person shooter kind of thing. Um, cool, great yeah. reference. Um, that's, that was never our intent or purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm sure subliminate it was probably a process. I mean, there's only so many you can pull the guy, yeah. you can push the guy, you can be the POV, you can not be the POV. You know, I'm sure we all kind of rip and copy each other off and step on each other's conceptuals of that. Mm -hmm but it was never purposely done to be that, but I'm happy to take that reference because I think it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, well, thank you so much for, for giving us so much of your time today. We really yeah, appreciate you. it. No worries, guys, my pleasure. I appreciate all you guys do, it's awesome.